this year's been great because we've had um, we put, kind of put the, feel, the feelers out for people to do remixes. Uh, a lot of people that, that myself and Ord are, are currently championed, uh, you know, as as DJs. And it turns out everyone has a fam- favourite Soma record. So, you know, we've had people like Yoris and we've had, you know, uh, too many people to mention. Absolutely. I've come back and said, yeah, I want to remix this track, I want to do this track, blah, blah, blah. And so it's been, you know, it's been an amazing response. over 400 singles there were plenty there and so people were asked to choose something that had touched them at the time and and to reinterpret it and to be honest we I mean I think we ended up with over 60 remixes back um, but we, we never we never kind of dreamed that everyone would say yes it's quite hard to get a release on Soma now to get your foot, foot in amongst all the other releases so yeah things are good god it's 1996 97 now and I just I was going to a friend of mine's party in Glasgow like a friend of mine from college and uh, I just called them up and said I had this tried these four tracks that I'd done didn't really suit the label I was on in Birmingham and uh, and they let me come to the office and play them and and then a week and a half later I got the call from Ward from Slam saying uh, we love it have you thought about making an album and I was just like it blew my my mind I was just like an album I'd never even thought about making an album so with Ewan Ewan had sent us some amazing demos and you know it was, it was purely the music alone so each time it's different for each artist you know it, it's not easy to you know it's not always easy to to say it's that one thing or the other but with Ewan it was definitely um, it was definitely all about what he was doing musically. First release ever was on Summer Records and um, it was 1993 it was I remember going up and sleeping on Dave Clark's uh, West End flat floor as a kid. I slept on the floor in the studio and there was a guy called Jim and Glenn, and they were they were rejuvenation the band. Myself and Ord had loads of ideas at the time, and we, we kind of hooked up with uh, Glenn Gibbons and Jim Matuni, who rejuvenation, who, who were guys who knew how to make the music. You know, we, we didn't, you know, it was all didn't have any, any equipment, equipment weird for us. So. Um, they were the guys who knew how to put our, you know, get our ideas across. They ran the studio, Soma Studios, they had a wicked studio. They come from like proper pop like projects and session players and they had a proper place. So the record sounded really good for a start. So we went to their studios, Jim engineered it. And we did this track or something called Percussion Obsession, with just loads of percussion loops in it. And we licked off a mate, engineered by Jim, did pretty much nothing. And then I think the project folded. <laughs> no, it didn't. We made another record on Soma, which was absolutely brilliant. So one of the best records we've ever made called Future Remembrance, which is still by far one of the best records we've ever made. That's a second Otaku. We did two records, those two. You know, there's no one kind of prototype or one kind of... Uh, there's not, it's not one size fits all. I mean, with Ralph, Ralph was like a, a really good friend that, that, that we used to hang out with and basic started roughly about the same time doing clubs and stuff and you know so it was like a really it was it was it was a friendship thing it was like you know Ralph
so much. Uh, when I moved to Glasgow, I, um, I worked for them for a little bit on their anniversary compilation and uh, was in the office at the time with Silicon Soul and you know, it was a really influential time actually for me, Daft Punk and you know, all of that, that whole thing happening in Glasgow, somewhere so close to where I grew up. The Daft Punk stories. Um, oh yeah, I mean, the, the, again, it was it was quite a natural thing because we were in France doing, um, I think... I think Nicky Holloway. Yeah, at Euro Disney, it was... Um, they kind of tracked us yeah, down because yeah. they were very, much, they were very yeah. taken with positive education, one of our yeah. singles. And uh, I think that was that that was the, the point of contact. Yeah, so for us the music was really different and you know stood it just had something that was really unique Whoa. about it. Uh, and but you know people often ask the same question, could you have seen that Daft Punk would become the major force that they are now from those initial demos and you know, no 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 we couldn't, but you know, we, we knew there was something really special about what they were doing. Glasgow's such an amazing city, you know, it's Scotland generally, I mean, it's that thing, it's, um, yeah, I mean, so much massive, yeah. You know, the whole Sama thing is a massive part of Irish dance culture, and they've been coming since I was a child, when I first started sneaking into nightclubs like the Temple of Sound when I was like 14, and getting away with it, and we'd always see Stuart and Ord DJing, so they've come a long way, and respected them, and it'd be nice to check them out tonight, really, mm -hmm. you know. They're all grown up now, mm. and then some. <laughs> it's such a, an independent label to have succeeded and went on and done their own thing and be so internationally accepted and I've done so many influential things, it's an amazing thing. A lot of the bands we'd actually grown up listening to, like Joy Division and you know some of the punk stuff, it, it was kind of, it was all on independent labels. And it was never really a question of like, oh, let's try and sign this music yeah. to a major record label. It was, it was a bit of a buzz to try and do this yourself, you know. I mean, the whole DIY ethic of, of running a party, of putting on something and kind of, you know, doing your own flyers and, you know, decking the place out. And, you know, that was all, you know, that, you know, running a label was kind of spin off really from that, from that kind of ethos, you know, so. I think labels are still really important. I think curation in that sense is really important. Somebody having a kind of editorial stance and, and organising things and selecting things. And, you know, the reason why labels like that are still in business is that you, when you see the, you know, when you see Warp or you see Soma or whatever, it's like, you know that somebody's been thinking about, you know, selecting, going through all the demos and listening to so much music so that you don't have to. And um, it is, in that sense, it's a sort of, it's a mark of quality. Never really thinking past that next release because you want to make that next release the best and you want to- That's your focus. You want to concentrate. Yeah, so it is the focus. Yes. I mean, you, you know, uh, with, to try and plan in you know two you know a year you know five years ahead it's difficult yeah. it's a difficult thing to do you know because then it stops becoming quite natural a natural it's process it has to it has to be a natural process you know. Yeah.